0: It's a rule I learned in school
1: Good afternoon. This is cover to cover, but obviously it's not Jennifer Stone. This is Veronica Faison filling in for Jennifer. Jennifer's at home today for no particular reason. She'll be back next Tuesday, but because it's fun drive, she asked me to ask you. To pledge to support KPFA. And I know that Jennifer has lots of fans out there. I can tell, uh, whenever I've worked with her on her show and we've opened up the phone lines, it's been off the hook. So, what I'm going to request of you, the, the Jennifer's, um, support team, Jennifer's, um, the people who love Jennifer, in other words, is that you demonstrate that love by donating to KPFA. Now, the telephone number, the telephone number is one eight hundred four three nine five seven three two, 439 5732 or 510-848-5732. And we're asking for your support because you love Jennifer. And realistically, we know that Jennifer could not do her thing in in at any other radio station, really, uh, we're gonna play, uh, one piece today about walruses in a cave. I think that's what it is she asked me to play. And that's something that would not make it to primetime airtime. And KPFA is wonderful because it supports artists, writers, uh, people of letter like Jennifer to do their thing. She's allowed to creatively express has been doing so for years here at KPFA. So we want her to be able to continue to do it here in her 77th year. Jennifer has just as much zeal as she had in the beginning for doing her work. I'm going to say that, and I'm going to say that it's true. I know Jennifer is listening. But uh, essentially... Support Jennifer by supporting KPFA. We need your help here. She does her work for free. And that's another thing that's absolutely wonderful about KPFA. We have 59,000 watts of freeness. However, we do have to keep the lights on. We have to keep things going on over here. Uh, when we deal with PG&E, we can't say, well, we're uh, providing a community service. They really, they want money. So. Again the number is one eight hundred four three nine five seven three two or five ten eight four eight five seven three two. Now if it's a matter of how much you're concerned about we take We'll take five dollars, but we prefer if you do a basic twenty-five if that's what's affordable to you, and that will give you membership and, and voting rights essentially, and all that goes on here at KPFA whenever there is an issue up for a vote. And also, of course, if you can give more, by all means, step up and give more. We really appreciate that. And if there's someone out there who um wants to make a uh A large donation and have it be a match. We really love that also. Okay, so now I'm not going to go on and on because, you know, on the other shows they do a lot of that business and I know it's really tiring. So we're going to go and hear some Jennifer right now and I'll be back and talk to you a little while later.
2: Near the beach. On the southern coast of California, there is a lonely bar. In 1950, the name of this seaside bar is the Fisherman Three. Through the years since I left that place, I have transmuted that time. I have turned a memory into a myth. I will go back to the center of the 20th century and sit in that bar. I will try to tell what happened, not just the event, but what happened. Sitting in the bar are sailors home from the hill, friendly homosexuals, beach bums, art colony type. Fishing nets are strung out across the ceiling, filled with dusty seashells and balls of amber glass. Children's verses from Winkin, Lincoln, and Nod. Now cast your nets wherever you wish. Never afeard are we. All night long their nets they threw to the stars in the twinkling foam. And you shall see the beautiful things as you rock in the misty sea. Mm-hmm. The bartender knows I'm only 17. He mixes me Shirley Temples because, well, my father's an old friend of his. My father is on a South Pacific island. The men on that island are finding out what radiation is all about and what the bomb can do. Before the men blow up the island, which is what they are there to do, my father is their doctor. In his letters, he writes that the men are all rock now because there are no women on the island, only goats. In the office or hut where he treats these men, he has a pin-up picture of me in my blue bathing suit. Every time some guy is through with a tour of duty, my father tells him to go see me and my stepmother. As soon as he gets off the boat, sure enough, these guys look us up to give us the great killer clam shells and sea urchins and cowry shells my father always sends. I write to my father telling him to take the picture off the wall. He thinks it's all pretty damn funny. One of these guys nearly drowns me after chasing me miles down the beach. And my father thinks it's all a big joke. I write and tell him, No tomato is an island. I tell him I am a real virgin. Thrice molested, but unpossessed. My stepmother never asks any questions. She isn't even old enough to be my mother. We live about two miles down the beach from that seashell bar I was telling you about. Halfway between our house and the bar, there is a deep cave. A sort of retreat of mine. I can sit in there on a low rock shelf with my feet in a shallow, briny pool. I take cigarettes in there to practice. But when I blow the smoke through my nose, my nostrils get filthy. I rehearse for plays in there. I make up answers to all the questions. When my father comes home on leave for a week, he says, I am getting very affected. He doesn't say by what. I hang around the local theater, wear a lot of makeup. I get a small summer salary in the stock company, just for selling tickets. And then I get a few parts here and there, walk-ons mostly, one bit part in the cave dwellers, which the Hollywood Reporter calls a touching cameo. When my father sees me in that atmosphere, he warns me the lesbians will get me if I don't watch out or the queers won't or something like that. In the cave, I practice being who I am. I am not very sure of myself. Once a boy at school asked me to sit in his car and smoke during lunchtime. I made some excuse which was dumb since he was only a high school boy. What the hell was he going to do to me? I sit in that cave every day. I make up replies for all the imaginary encounters of my life. Near the entrance to the cave, there is a dead walrus. She's been there for several summer weeks. She's beginning to smell. I do not go to the cave for a time because I can see her lying there, falling apart, flies buzzing all over her. She had the slender tusks of a female, but after a few days, the ivory is taken by beach combers or shell collectors or kids. Above her head, there is a dead sandpiper. It is a pectoral sandpiper known as the walrus bird. I don't know why. This sand viper is half hidden in seaweed. Her eyes are frozen open. The walrus has been there a lot longer and has decomposed until her eyes are empty. She is above the tide line. I wonder why someone doesn't take her away. Something happens backstage at the theater. Gladys George is appearing in Born Yesterday. The critics are saying she's a little long in the tooth for the role, but I think she's terrific. I'll always remember her in that movie, The Roaring Twenties, holding Jimmy Cagney's head up, saying how he used to be a big shot before they shot him. She keeps a bottle of gin on her dressing table. ...next to a giant bottle of Chanel Number 5. She's nervous about the show. Anyway, this photographer who works at the theater taking publicity pictures... ...asked me if I want to do some photographic modeling. I finally understand he means nude. Well, I have a script ready for that one. I'm 18, I tell him, and my legal guardian will have no objections... ...and isn't everyone allowed to express herself... And, of course, bodies are just like trees or sand or anything else. I can tell he is impressed with my artistic objectivity. My best friend in high school has done a half-nude in the annual art festival's living pictures. Liberty leading the people by Delacroix. That was in front of a live audience of thousands. I want to find out a few things. The day I'm due at the photographer's, I go to the Fisherman Three for a send-off. I have two Shirley Temples and stare out the window at the static sea. Only three people in the bar. It's dark in there in the daytime. At night there are red and amber lights inside great seashells and ship's lanterns on the tables. The bar itself is covered with thick, unbreakable glass over a fish tank. That way the drunks can make faces at the fishes. There is a slot for coins. Little chests of toy treasure rest in the white sand. At the end of the bar, the fish tank swells into a great... A round table or fish bowl with bar stools all around it. This afternoon, there are no lights on under the water. And the fish aren't moving. I look into the tank, eye to eye with primal perception. I see the fish, but do the fish see me? I look out to see through the glass window of the bar out there... In the kelp beds, I see a kind of mermaid swimming, waist high, in the foam offshore, right on the crest of the wave. It's me, of course, waving and calling to an unheeding audience on the beach. Hiding my scaly, shimmering tail below the surface. Ah, so what if nobody hears me? I can swim. When I get to the photographer's studio, it's wide open, full of sunlight. It's all wrong. I had imagined myself in a dark room, in a
1: bathrobe, behind a screen, until my cue came... Still, okay. okay.
2: Artificial light.
1: All right, that seems like a lot of information. And uh, we'll be getting back to Jennifer. This is Veronica Faison. I'm filling in for Jennifer Stone. This is Fun Drive, of course. Our telephone numbers are 1 800. or 510-848-5732. And it turns out, guess what? You can take Jennifer home. I just discovered that we have a three-CD set. It's called Telegraph Avenue Then. It's Jennifer Stone reading her memoir. Now, you know that's got to be interesting. And those of you who are fans of Jennifer... And that's why you're listening to this show today. It's a must-have item for a $90 pledge. You can get the three-CD set of Jennifer me- reading her memoir. And I have to say, it's up until then. It's Telegraph Avenue then. And, of course, uh there's a lot more that Jennifer has to uh document in terms of her memoir. But in the meantime, you can get that part back in the 60s. ...is when it was, and uh, there was a lot of creative activity going on. She describes her relationships with various artists that are familiar to all of us, and I'm not going to name any of them, but um, I think that it's certainly worth listening to. It's three CDs, Telegraph, then, Jennifer Stone reading her memoir for a $90 pledge. Now, if you can't do $90, we'll accept $25, or if you can't do $90 at once... Of course, we'll take payments, and um it's really worthwhile to have Jennifer uh just when you want her at home. I mean, you could listen to it any anytime you want and uh Jennifer is basically a national treasure, and we are lucky enough to have her here in Berkeley and we celebrate her and definitely support her continuing. Uh, participation in this medium, radio, here at KPFA. So if you feel as I do and you support Jennifer, I want you to call. The number is one eight hundred four three nine five seven three two five ten eight four eight five seven three two. 439 5732 510-848-5732, in order to pledge an amount that's comfortable for you. And, of course, we accept all major credit cards, and you can also pledge your support online at www.kpfa.org 24 7. And, um, thank you so much. Uh, by the way, I, I want to thank, um, the people who are supplying today's food Semi Freddy's, Pea Berries Coffee and Tea, Be Healthy Honey, Other Avenues Food Store, and La Mediterrane. Wow, we've got some great food going here. And, um, You can get a free bumper sticker, free if you pledge $25, and also a KPFA T-shirt. I'm not sure about the T-shirt. It seems like there was some controversy about whether or not we were going to have T-shirts at this go-round. But uh, ordinarily, T-shirts are $60. So I'm waiting to see the phone lines light up. So far, there are no calls. I'm shocked. The telephone number is 800-439-5732-510-848-5732. Please let me know. Let me see you're out there. Oh, there's one caller. Okay. Uh, how about I would say let's go for four more callers and then we'll get back and find out what's going to happen in Jennifer's story here. Area code 510 848 5732 Four three nine five seven three two. We need four more callers, and we'll go back to the story. But in the meantime, um, I'm just so thankful personally for KPFA because most people are not aware. Of, uh, not only are we providing this outstanding program, but KPFA is a place where people can actually get trained to they get can get trained with a marketable skills. I personally came here. Four years, no, it's been five years ago now. Um, to the apprenticeship program where I learned how to uh, do editing, and um, I also went through the news department and I, I became a news reporter. And I'm now an engineer. I can operate the control boards here, which is a marketable skill that I can take out into the world. And no one can take that away from me and doesn't have anything to do with my age. KPFA is wonderful. My training essentially was free. So KPFA is... Start is is doing miraculous work that's affecting not only the immediate environment but also resonating out in the world. There are many people who've gone through training here who've gone out into the world and gotten corporate jobs. Uh, some people are interested in that, but basically, uh, I want to say that if you support KPFA, you're supporting not only this institution but the dream of Lou Hill, the founder of KPFA. So, we have three callers on the line. We just need two more and I'll let you go. We'll go back. We still have some time to find out what Jennifer's all about on this island. There's one more call. Uh, there's one more call. Okay, we just need one more. I promised you five, okay? And I'm gonna keep my word here so I need one more caller to call in pledge their funds to keep the lights on so Jennifer Stone can continue to do her thing in all of her glory. We need one more caller here, and I'm just going to wait because I know, you know, I have faith somebody's going to call. That person is thinking about it, their hands over the phone, poised, waiting, one 800 (laughs) 439-5732, 510-848-5732, 1-800-439-5732, 510-848-5732, <laughs> 439-5732, 848 5732 439 5732 510-848-5732, so how about it? Yep, there it is, there's a number five caller, thank you so much for calling in, keep calling in and we're going to go back and listen to Jennifer a little bit before the end of the show.
2: Tell me to undress in the bathroom through the door. I can hear the photographer telling his assistant he thinks, I'm too thin. The assistant is the one who hired me and I'm furious. I rub the marks left by my brassiere and my Mexican silver moon belt. I even comb my pubic hair into a nice fluff because it's matted down by my elastic panty girdle. No man has ever seen me naked except when I was a kid. Oh, maybe I should have tried sex first. Maybe that's the best way to find out. I sit down on the toilet. The lid's cold and my nipples contract. In the mirror, my breasts look like fried eggs. There's a deep dimple on my buttock left by a vaccination mark. My father didn't want to give me a visible scar. My legs and armpits are closely shaved. There are tiny nicks on my skin and a slight red rash under one arm. I wait in front of the mirror until the narcissistic pleasure comes, the sense of power that always floods me when I stare at my body. I raise my arms high above my head, and decide I am a priestess or a goddess and all men must worship me. As I step out of the bathroom, the daylight makes me cringe. I sit down quickly. The photographer is surprised and pleased and says, Oh, yes, I'm very young, just right for the pictures he wants. Then he looks at my face and says, there's much too much makeup and my hair's too stiff. Will I please get in the shower and wash off that mask and towel dry my hair? In the shower, I realize that he has recognized I am a goddess, all right, but he's treating me as if I were a child anyway. The work is very hard. I hadn't thought of that. In a few minutes, I forget about being naked and alone with two men have to pose holding a heavy gold brocade costume in front of me looking at myself in the mirror while they photograph me from behind. They put ornate combs in my hair and give me velvet mules to show off my legs, which are pretty terrific, I've got to admit. My back is lined up against geometric forms, antique maps. It gets hotter and hotter under the lights. I have to sit down and drink coffee. They set up again and again. They talk about cocktail and perspective, just as if I weren't there. Finally, I get dizzy, so they set up shots of me lying on a tapestry covered with unicorns, and then lying down on a divan covered with all sorts of props, rugs, cats, embroidered pillows. The assistant is very pleased with himself. He says, I am still an adolescent, a nymph. Laughing, he sets up a shot of me lying covered with little green apples, bits of my breast showing, my head turned away towards my shoulder. He shows me a small snake, tells me it's drugged, it's quite limp. He slides it in among the apples and takes several shots very quickly. Finally, in the last setup, my nipples are pale and pink against mauve oriental rugs, and they place the sculptured bust of an old Roman senator, cold and gray, between my breasts.
1: Okay, so as I was saying, Jennifer Stone is, um, a- Her material is for adults, basically. That's what I have to say. And it's really wonderful that we have an opportunity to hear it on the air right here at KPFA. So as I mentioned before, there are three CDs, Telegraph Avenue Then, Jennifer Stone reading her memoir up to that point so you can imagine it's pretty interesting stuff. This is for a ninety dollar pledge. The telephone number is one eight hundred four three nine five seven three two or five ten eight four eight five seven three two. And um if you don't have ninety dollars, you don't want to you can't do that much, twenty-five dollars will get you in and get you a bumper sticker, get you a voting member here at KPFA. And, uh, we really appreciate your efforts and we're so thankful to our listening audience to support. Uh, Jennifer appreciates the support she's had through the years. All these years she's been doing her show for free. Right here at KPFA. But as I mentioned, the building and everything else that goes with it is not for free. We have to keep the lights on. So please, uh, Show your support for Jennifer Stone's show, Cover to Cover, and all the other wonderful arts and humanities program here at KPFA by calling one eight hundred four three nine five seven three two 439 5732 or 510-848-5732. I'm waiting to see the phone lines light up uh, again. I know. Okay, one eight hundred four three nine five seven three two five ten eight four eight five seven three two. 439 5732 510-848-5732 supporter of Jennifer Stone. You know who you are. that be Barbara. That's Paul. That's Phil. That's Roger. That's uh, Margie. You know who you are. Call. Go ahead. Make the pledge. Take the plunge. Support Jennifer by supporting KPFA. Um, you know, I want to say also that uh, KPFA is dedicated to Presenting unique programming like uh, what Jennifer has to offer uh, and has been doing so and will continue to do so. And we really value our listeners. We don't take you for granted at all. We're thankful that you uh, continue to support us, not only financially, but also just by being there, by being a part of our listener audience. The numbers area code. Five ten eight four eight five seven three two one eight hundred four three nine five seven three two, and KPFA just gets better with time. <clears throat> and I'm sure you're aware of some of the issues that have been happening here, us trying to work things out. But that's all a part of the creative process, and we're thankful that you, our listener, sticks with us and uh, and supports us. Again, five ten eight four eight five seven three two one eight hundred. Four three nine five seven three two. Thank you so much for everyone who has called in and donated their support. And please keep the calls coming. And thank you so much. Up,
0: those in darkness from the ones who walk in light. Light them up, boys. There's your picture shadow